This is something that, if you take it to heart, can work wonders. It's a simple question. All you have to say is, answer this question. What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? Hello and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. I am on a mission to scour the globe to find and interview the most brilliant mindset coaches, sales strategists, and business leaders alive, and present them in a way that landscapers, hardscapers, and outdoor living pros can immediately put them into use to grow and thrive. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 27 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow, and boy, do I have a treat for you guys today. I have Peter Alexander on the podcast today, and he's a stress relief specialist now. He's not one of those stuffy doctor types. He's actually a former landscaper, and uh, he's had a TEDx talk, and he's he's just into a lot of really cool stuff. But what he's done is he wrote a book on how to relieve stress in simple ways in only a few minutes. And I know everybody out there listening, you know, we have stress in our lives. I have stress in my life on a daily basis. And wouldn't it be nice to have a couple of little tools in your pocket that if you feel really stressed, that you can just take a minute or two not talking about you know meditating for 45 minutes, but take a minute or two and be able to relieve that stress and move into your next meeting or your next appointment with more certainty, more clarity, and more focus. So guys, if that sounds like you, keep listening. He, he offers you a tool right in the uh, podcast as well that you can do. So just a disclaimer, if you're driving during that time, please do not shut your eyes, <laughs> but uh, pull over or wait till later in the night to try it. It's a great, very powerful exercise. So guys... Enjoy the show. Oh, Pete, I'm so excited to have you here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Uh, you are a stress relief specialist. So first of all, welcome. Second of all, thank you for being here. Because <laughs> I know that if the <laughs> listeners are anything like me, there's times where you get just stressed out and overwhelmed and frustrated and all that. And I said, why not have somebody who wrote the book on this uh, get deeper into this, this subject with us? So first of all, welcome, Pete. How you doing? Great, Joshua. Thank you so much for having me on your show, and I really appreciate your listeners' time as well. Absolutely. Now, for sure, and the, today's goal is to not just talk about what stress is and give you a bunch of textbook bullshit. We, what we want to get into is we want to get into what is it, and then how do we start managing it? Because guys, as business owners out there, landscapers, hardscapers, outdoor living pros, you know, we, we are managing this constantly. If it's not from our clients, it's not from our employees, if it's not from our our um, husbands or wives, you know, it's, it's, it's coming from all directions. So how do we manage this? Imagine a world where you could actually manage more of your stress in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And Pete is a, is a professional in this, so he can teach you how to do this quickly, which is a cool thing. You don't have to sit there and say, ohm for 45 minutes and hope like hell you're, you're doing it right. Right. So ways to do this when you're, when you're you know, in your daily practice that can help yep. you get that stress under control. So you can show up a better husband, father, business owner, mother, whatever you can just show up better. So um, first of all, I'd love to start with you, Pete. So what is stress and how does it affect us? We most, most of us think we know that, but can you give us a bit of an idea of what that actually is? Yeah, so basically it's a, it's a great question because what, what, stress, what stress actually is is something that we perceive is going to be something negative that is actually affecting us both mentally and physically, and that it does. But what people don't realize is that stress itself is not a bad word. There's actually good stress mm. and there's there's not so good stress or bad stress or distress, yeah. however okay. you want to I'm call excited. it. So, yeah, so <laughs> what I like to try and pe- uh, to, to let people know, uh, when I was doing my research for my book, I figured out that there was basically, when it came to good stress and bad stress, good stress, you can easily look at it as if you're working on something which you really are excited about. You know, so let's say uh, it's something with the business that you're excited about growing it in a certain way. You're not stressed about it. You're just, you're excited about it, but it takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Good stress is good for us because it gets us to get things done. So we may be working a lot of hours on it, but if it's something that we love doing, that's actually good stress. What we want to avoid is we want to avoid the distress, negative stress that comes in basically two flavors. 
one flavor is ruminating about something in the past. So let's mm. say we're, we have some guilt about something we either did or didn't do in the past. That basically is something that churns inside of us and it doesn't do us any good because it's in the past. We cannot change it. However, we can take the positive learnings from it. And if we could take the positive learnings from it and let go of whatever else is associated with that rumination, that is going to be very helpful for us. The other negative stress is anxiety about something that may or may not happen in the future. So okay. how often do we, as our inner critics, we think, okay, we've got this important conversation or sales meeting or whatever it happens to be that we have to have with someone and we immediately start thinking it's going to go terribly, right? So we create this unnecessary anxiety. And well, I've been what, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have too. <laughs> Making I mean, it like mountains out of molehills. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, it happens because, you know, a great example is people who have a fear of public speaking, for example, and they imagine, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to freeze on stage or I'm going to mm -hmm. say the wrong thing or people aren't going to enjoy the, you know, the, the presentation or whatever it happens to be. Instead of thinking about the negative and manifesting that negative, think about it positively. So if we have to have a difficult conversation with a loved one, a, somebody at work that uh, we have to have a difficult conversation with, whatever it happens to be, imagine five seconds after you have finished that presentation, that conversation. And let's say it's a difficult conversation with a loved one. Imagine giving each other a hug or mm -hmm. You're giving this this important presentation to, let's say, a, a company that you need. You, you really are worried that you're not going to be able to close the business, and you imagine after you've given your 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 pitch or your your presentation, you get either a standing ovation or you get a great handshake from the person that you're you're pitching to. Imagining that the positive out outcome can do wonders for reducing our stress. So if you know, basically. If we can minimize the amount of rumination about the past and anxiety about the future, all other stress is going to be a piece of cake for us. It really will be. I love that, Pete. And you're, I, I can't agree with you more. You know, I think about my journey through life and it's typically when I'm stuck in the past, things like the regret that I have for doing mm -hmm. something or a guilt that I have for not doing or doing something mm -hmm. that sits there and chews on you like a cancer, just chews yep. on you, or you're afraid of that sales meeting or that decision you have to make or that hard conversation that you have to have with a client or a loved one. And it's like, you just start getting crazy about it. And then yep. you have two or three of those things stack up. And it seems like the world is coming to an end when, yes. you know, I, I was at a church event with my, my wife a couple of months ago and the, the author of the shack was there and I got a chance to meet him and it was just an incredible opportunity. And anyway, so he said something that is forever stuck with me. He says, you know, the reason why we get so stressed out about the thinking about the past or thinking about the future is because both of them are figments of your imagination. Ah, right. Mm -hmm. And, and God can't be in your imagination that way, right? He can only Absolutely. be here with you. So when you're in the present, which is the gap between past and future, right? It's now he's here. That's why there's not the stress as there is yep. when you ruminate about the past or the future, because he yep. can't be there. They're, they are figments of your imagination. And I'm like, Absolutely. I've heard that before, but never like that. Right. <laughs> and I was like, Holy moly, like you're right, because the stuff in the past is is a story that I created around that topic, mm -hmm. that that whatever situation, that event. I saw the event, I was there, and I made a story up around it based on the way I see the world, right? And that story now becomes my story for that event. Whether it's yeah. true or not really doesn't matter because in my mind I want to be right. So of course it's gonna be that way. But it's it's a story that I've told myself, and the same with the future, right? Yes. Pete, I'm sitting here thinking last time I I spoke to a client, it was a big project like this, you know, holy moly, I bombed it. Like I totally, mm -hmm. I stumbled over my own words. They weren't listening. They were going to, they told me no. So I'm thinking, oh man, I go there, I do that again. I don't know if I can handle that rejection yeah. anymore. Yeah. So you've already yeah. been rejected before you've lost or left your office to go talk to them. So Absolutely. to your point, which is what I love about your message is the fact that when you're like, no, 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 if you're going to pave the future, if you're going to create a compelling future, be the winner. 
right? Be the one who's winning and be like, I'm shaking the hand of that client. I'm getting the yes. I'm getting the next step going forward, like starting to visualize that instead of letting that. And you know what? That's easy to say, but what's more difficult is when you're in that rut, when you get stuck in that depressed state or you get stuck in that, that rut that you're like, you know what? I don't know if I can get out of this, but to your point, maybe there's some way you can break that pattern by before maybe it's in your car or something. You get in there and said you're a winner or celebrate picture yourself winning or something. And it breaks mm-hmm. that state of, Oh my God, I can't do this to Holy crap. I could. It's yes. all in your head. It, it is. And you know, it's funny to your point, Joshua, I have right here on my desk and I, you know, cause I have to practice this on a daily basis myself. And one mm-hmm. of my notes to do. myself is don't, I do not believe your thoughts because mm. either, you know, because if all of a sudden you're thinking, Oh, uh, I'm not going to be able to do that. Who says you're not going to be able to do that? Yeah. That's the great. And the other thing too, that we run into um, is, you know, our inner critic can be devastating to us. And the reality is mm. our inner critic is not our that. enemy. Yeah. Enemy, but it's not our enemy. What our inner critic, it's part of our conscious mind. And what mm-hmm. its purpose is, is to try and help you not fail. So if you think about it, anytime yeah. your inner critic is telling you, oh, you really shouldn't do that, or you can't really do that, it doesn't want you to fail. So it's trying to protect you. So when you think about that and you think, okay, but I, anytime that I extend myself, any one of us, whenever we extend ourselves beyond our comfort zone, we inevitably are going to run into speed bumps along the way. But that isn't failure. That's the mm. universe giving us signals that we need to try something different. So, you know, there's not just one way to do anything. Yep. And so if we think about it, it's uncharted territory. Whenever we, st- we stretch ourselves beyond our comfort zone, we're in uncharted waters. So how are we supposed to know what, 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 direction to go until we're actually doing it and the universe is going to give us feedback okay try this go this direction that direction on our way to success right mm-hmm. exactly it's like playing the game operation pete right you got your little <laughs> tweezers and you're trying to take the bone and move it through right and that's you're right like, and as you're moving it through you're like everything's perfect and also like, oh, the crap. nose like i messed up <laughs> life right that, that's exactly. part of progress you're like nope nope the light the nose came on i'm like i hit the side you didn't fail you simply right. just went too far away and then it's bringing that's you back exactly in with another right. buzz right that's that's the quote-unquote fail that we get as long along the journey right but right i don't know about you dude but i whenever i play that game i eventually hit the side somewhere right because <laughs> i'm trying I, I, to go too fast or whatever that is exactly. just life showing you to slow down and be more focused. That's all. Absolutely. And another great thing to think about is if you, um, let's say you're doubting yourself. So if your inner critic is sitting there, and and, and as you mentioned, if you're in a rut, this is something that if you take it to heart can work wonders. It's a simple question. All you have to say is, answer this question. What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail. So I'll repeat that again. Mm. What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? So think about how positive that is. So it starts opening up that creativity. And by opening up that creativity, it allows us to think, okay, there are different ways I could do this, or I might do this a different way, or I'm very excited about this because I, nothing's holding me back. And it's just a simple mindset question. You know, instead of saying, oh, I can't do yeah. that. Well, yeah, I love that. How do, we know, how do we know we can't do that? Who's stopping us? We're stopping us. We're the only ones stopping us because we're thinking, okay, Peter, I love that. That's about that. Yeah, it's just, yep. it, it's a powerful, powerful question. It's, it's a huge, powerful question. Listeners out there, if you're listening and you find yourself just as I do, I get in the stress and frustration and overwhelm mm-hmm. and all that. And typically it's because I'm focusing on myself. Let's mm-hmm. be honest, most suffering comes from focusing on self, yep. right? So stand back, just take a little bit further picture back and look and say, mm-hmm. what am I focusing on myself for? And then you look mm-hmm. back and say, get focused on service of others. And next thing you know, that just clears up. But when you stop and say, you know, what could I do um, if I knew I couldn't fail? You know, what would I do? So 
I love that question because that's a great way to change the pattern in your mind. If you're like, oh my God, I'm going to screw this up. I'm about ready to get on stage my first time and talk to somebody. I'm, I'm going to get in front of a group of people I've never met before. Oh my God. What if you went in there with your heart wide open and said, what if I couldn't fail this? What if there was yeah. no way to fail this? What if I yeah. could only win? Just getting up there with success versus having to be perfect on everything you said. What if that was the case? What if you went out to that yeah. project that was the first biggest one you've ever been on, your first six-figure project, and you're like, oh my God, it's amazing. You walk in and you say, you know, I can't fail because yeah. I just showed up. And I'm exactly. here, I'm prepared, I'm ready to go. And that changes the game in your brain when you walk in and you're like, you meet the homeowners, you're excited to go forward with this project, at least talk about it, see where we go. And you're in your mind, you're like, man, I can't fail. I'm already here. I'm already building mm -hmm. rapport. I'm already in here figuring out I'm listening well. Like this is, this is amazing. So going in with that mindset will absolutely categorically change how you approach things that scare you. Say, so what if right. I couldn't fail this? Because you know what? What is failure, Pete? It's what we make it to be, right? If 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 our exactly. expectation was to to go into you know that football game and run every single touchdown the entire time, like the ball always gets past us, we run it every single time. We scored a hundred points in the game, and you're like, oh my god, I'm amazing. If that's your expectation, the chance of that happening is about zero, right? right? So what if you went in and said, hey, just showing up and getting on the field and being part of the team is the win. Yeah. The rest is is gravy, right? What could happen Absolutely. if I couldn't fail? Right. It's you, you hit the nail on the head it. and, and it, it's true because the, our, what we set for our own expectations is what the bar that is being set. And that also is so important in my experience. Yeah. Whenever we are uh, working with a potential client on a project, not only what is our expectation, but clarifying what is their expectation as well. So if both 100%. parties are yeah. clear on the expectations of the, of what is going to get done and how it's going to get done, then there's no surprises and, and you, you don't, you, you right. minimize a lot of the stress and conflict that potentially could come up and it doesn't take a lot. It's just be clear, make sure you don't assume anything when you're talking with a potential client. Don't assume anything because when we make assumptions, yes. chances are that's where there's going to be something yep. that comes up. And it's, and it happens Every very easily. Time. Yeah. <laughs> it happens very easily because, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. if, if you're, if, you know, I always talk about my, um, my sixth sense of the, you know, wait a minute, I've got something, my, you know, something inside of me says, oh, I better clarify this. Do it. If you're, if, you know, if, if you're telling yourself that you probably should and you don't, guaranteed it's going to backfire on you. Yeah. And, and especially expectations. You know, I tell students and, and everybody I talk to about things in business and life, if, if you can set an expectation at five and you can deliver on five or six yeah. to someone else, the chance of there being any kind of conflicts are minimal. But it's when you wow. set an expectation of five and you deliver on four and a half or four, uh -huh. Or say, oh, they probably won't notice that or these kinds of things. That's where the pain comes from, right? So why set an expectation for a client or a spouse or a relationship in any way, shape, or form higher than you think you can actually do? Uh -huh. Because that's just going to lead you to pain in the future. So why yeah. not set those expectations at a four and then land across the board at a four or five, uh -huh. right? It, wherever it is, it makes no difference. The number is just a, just a, a standard here. That's all. Always go a to it or above the standard. So if you're telling a client you're going to show up on Thursday, you're going to come in, you're going to do this project, it's going to take two days to do it. Show up on Thursday, do the project and finish it in two days. If it takes longer, pull a client to the side and explain why. Why? You know what? Mm -hmm. It's not that difficult. They're going to understand they're humans too. They know you're not robots, but right. don't go in there and say, you know what? I can be in there. I'm going to be there Thursday. Then don't show up Thursday with no call. Mm -hmm. Don't then show up late Thursday afternoon or Friday with no call and then take yep. three weeks to do the project and wonder why they're pissed off at you. It's like, no, no, you set the expectation. If you thought it was going to be Thursday or Friday, you tell them Thursday or Friday. If you think it's going to take two weeks, you tell them two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's, nothing, there's nothing simpler than just being as honest as you can be. And if you don't know, you just let them know, look, we think it'll take two to three days to do this project, whatever it might be, right? Be honest, be upfront, set expectations and deliver on or above them. Your pain will disappear. Yeah, it is so simple, but so often we want to we want to make it seem uh, like our ego gets in and says we can do it in a day, mm -hmm. and we're going to be here Thursday. And you didn't remember that it's supposed to be a hurricane in the middle of the week and wash <laughs> everything away, and you're going to have three other projects that are backed up. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh crap, Thursday didn't come because it was on a calendar, not in real life. But right. 
think through this stuff, set expectations and deliver on or above and your problems will disappear. You know what I mean? Yes. We, we talked earlier about expectations and this as well. And, you know, Tony Robbins has a famous saying that I absolutely love and live my life by. It's trade your expectations for appreciation. Oh, trade your like expectations that. for appreciation. So instead of expecting things from people and expecting all around you, appreciate the opportunity that you even have to be in those environments. Appreciate that client who even decided to hire you. Appreciate that person that's going slow in front of you because they might just hold you back enough that a car coming through an intersection won't hit you. Think about that. Trade your expectations for appreciation and you will feel a huge shift in your life. It's one of the simplest things that I can teach you that I learned from Tony Robbins and I live my life every day. It's changed it all. Yeah, and it's it, gratitude is everything. It really is. It's Huge. one of my absolute favorite techniques. And my wife and I actually do it every night. We've been doing it for, oh boy, almost, oh, it's 10 years now. So what we do at the end of the day, well, before we go to bed, is either she'll ask me or I'll ask her, what are you grateful for today? Yeah. And... So we list out. I always start with, I'm grateful for my health because all else is secondary. I, for me, mm -hmm. I learned the hard way that without your health, nothing else matters. So I always start with that. But then I list out, and she does the same thing, the little things during the day. So it's not like, oh, I, you know, I, I, I managed to score this great client or anything. It's literally things like, hey, I got a chance to talk to one of the kids today or um, had a nice dinner, or, you know, have a reliable vehicle. We always take that for yeah. granted, don't we? Oh, yeah. And it's like, yep. and it's, it's classic that we don't appreciate our vehicle until it breaks down. So, you know, it's just these simple things. And what it does, for us at least, is it ends the day on a real positive note. And it sets it up for, you know, as you sleep in the middle of the night and you just started, you, you started the, the, actually the, for us, it actually sets up for the next day by basically yeah. recapping what was important that, that for us, that was very small in the grand scheme of things. But because we're grateful for it, we send that positive energy out to the universe and we attract back that positive energy and that's really what it what it's all about because uh, you know people say oh well that's not that's a bunch of bs you know i i energy is nothing well the reality is think about if you're running late for an appointment and you start stressing about it and you're thinking all these negative thoughts what and i'm not going to say usually happens i'm going to say what almost always happens more red lights more traffic, mm -hmm. whatever it is that gets you, know? that just <laughs> adds. That exactly. It adds <laughs> to time. our stress. And it really is. Yeah. It's because what happens is we're, we're energy. And if we're sending yeah. out negative energy, the universe is just tracking back to you or to us the like energy. So if we send out negative energy, we're going to attract back negative energy. If we send out positive energy, we're going to attract back positive energy. 100%. I mean, I'm sure you know people like I do uh, that all you hear, it's, it's they're always Debbie Downers. They've got a little rain cloud mm -hmm. that follows them everywhere. Yep. Everything sucks. And they've got yep. all these problems and the world is always against them and all of this. You know, we all know people like that. Mm -hmm. And then you say, wait a minute here, just like a magnet, right? Attracting, like if you took a magnet over the grass or over the ground, a dirt, whatever, you'd find all the metal pieces would fly up to it, right? So that's the same <laughs> thing with them. They're finding all the negativity. It's just being right attracted to them. Like I didn't see that before. There was no negativity. It was just dirt there. There was no metal that's in right. the dirt. And all of a sudden, yeah, there is. Look at the bottom of my magnet. They can mm -hmm. find it because they're, they're magnetized toward it. Where when I say, no, 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 well, wait a minute here. I choose to be grateful. If you want, if you are a negative mm -hmm. person or you find yourself in a negative pattern is what I'd like to say, because there aren't really negative people. There's people that are right. stuck in negative patterns, right? Mm -hmm. So with that being the case, if that's you and that's you listening, you're like, man, I just find myself always seeing, you know, a glass half full everywhere I go. Um, then that means that I need to start thinking about how can I spin that and break that pattern by being grateful. Mm -hmm. Stop Absolutely. and say, you know what? I'm driving along. There's traffic. Sweet. Got more time to listen to my music. Or, That's a you know, reframe. Perfect reframe. Exactly. Yep. You're reframing it. And you're like, I got more time to listen to my music. Sweet. 
Or, you know, say you're in a grocery store and uh, they don't have your your favorite blueberries, right? Like, all right, well, maybe I'm going to try raspberries this time. Let's switch mm-hmm. it up. Let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. I haven't had those in a while. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, it, it's simple things. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if you can catch yourself going to a negative frame and you can say, well, wait a minute here. I'm going to be grateful for the fact that I actually have a grocery store that I can walk into and money in my pocket yeah. that I actually buy good food, yeah. right? And I have I have 14 different flavors of everything. Why not say, all right, well, let's try something new. Let's let's maybe this is this is an adventure. Let's try this out, right? Instead of saying, oh my god, they don't have the exact eggs I buy every single freaking week. My week <laughs> sucks already. It's Sunday and it's gonna suck all week because I got to spend 13 cents more for this whatever yep. designer eggs, right? So yep. say, wait a minute here. Maybe it's time to try something else. Maybe yes. this is a maybe this is a sign that you can try something else. Again, it, gratitude, the oppor- the, that opportunity to be grateful for things. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. And, and you know, the reframe of, of really thinking about it in the grand scheme of things is so important. I, you know, I, yeah. I run into people who are always complaining about not having enough money. And yeah. what was interesting, I remember reading uh, the, uh, this book called The Happiness Project. And uh, the author, Neil uh, Pastrika, I believe his last name is, he... Uh, he put this point that was so powerful, and this is about 10 years ago, so the numbers might be a little off, but uh, it, it still works. So he said that if you make $5,000 a year, U.S., $5,000 a, a year, you are in the top 50% of the world's income earners, the top 50% mm. of yes. the world's income earners. If you are lucky enough to make $50,000 a year, you are in the top 5% of the world's income earners. So, yeah, you know, you might think, oh, well, that $50,000 isn't a lot of money. And sure, it may not be if, if you're not, you know, managing your money very well. But the reality is 95% of the world's income earners don't even make that. And it's just, so when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, it can put things into more perspective instead of looking at it, yeah, why am I so negative about this when, wow, I'm lucky enough to be in that top 5%. Yeah, 100%. And to look around and be like, you know, I have a car that works. Mm -hmm. Most of the time at least, right? I have a house that keeps me warm and dry. It might not be Mm -hmm. a mansion, but you know what? got a house that does that how many people yep. wake up in the morning and don't have either of those things i have right. fresh water right i have access to education i have a store close by i have friends mm-hmm. i have a blood moving through my body my heart beating i don't even have to i never had to pay for that i never do anything with that it mm-hmm. beats a hundred thousand times a day and i don't even have to think about it right i get to breathe air i'm alive i have an opportunity to make a difference today those things don't cost anything yes right and it, you're so right with that though because we get so focused on what we see on instagram and facebook and comparing ourselves to everybody else and oh my god they've got the fanciest this and the brand new that and then we're like oh my god we're worthless we're not deep down our minds those saboteurs right those negative constructs in our minds are comparing and saying you're not as good as that person or look at that friend in high school yeah they really let their body go they're fat now look at that you know what i mean like oh my god i'm so much better than that or the other one's like Oh my God, they, they own four companies and are multimillionaires. What, what do I wait? Like this constant comparison that our mind does, and that just zaps the happiness and joy out of our lives. Yes. If we allow it to, of course, it's a pattern, no more than that. And yeah, next thing you know, you're constantly comparing and you wonder why you're not happy. And social media is a great place to get stuck there. So is TV, yeah. right? Yeah. Shut that yeah. stuff off. They call it TV programming for a reason, right? They're programming you into this bullshit. Yeah, it's 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 the classic thing, uh, you know. A couple, uh, I I always recommend to people if they're if they're in that rut too. Yeah, don't don't listen or watch the news. That's a guarantee because you know the news. 100%. What is what are we by human nature attracted to? Negativity, the the you know things that are awful. When it's something yeah. positive, we rarely pay attention to it. But you know, let's say yeah. we're in a traffic jam on the highway and. We know that there's something going on. We all, you know, we don't want to see a head rolling, but what do we do? We always want to look. We can't help it. And so if we take, if we stop uh, watching the the news, because vast majority of it, easily 90% of it, if not more, is negative because that's what sells ratings. So if we can remove that, and then again, as you say, with the social media, 
it, it, it just, you know, this comparison thing is awful. In fact, um, there was a documentary on Netflix that, uh, oh, I forgot what the title of it is, but it interviewed the social former... Social Dilemma? Yes, thank you. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, the one good. where they interview the, the former uh, social media executives. Yeah. And do you remember, yeah. remember the last part, which was the said it all about that documentary? So the, the, I don't the, remember they, the detail, but go ahead. Every one of them that was being interviewed asked mm -hmm. if they allow their kids to use social media. Yeah. And they you remember no. what they said? <laughs> no. Nope. So what does that tell you? They're ma they yeah. made all this money from it, but yeah. they're not going to let their kids use it. Because exactly. unfortunately, you know, when we talk about comparison, we as adults, it's hard for us. But it's yeah. even more devastating for especially teenagers, you know, young yes. adults who it's, it's all about their image. And it if is, they can't, if they, yeah, and, and it comparing, comparing themselves to others. And it's, it, 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 it can set them up for some real PTSD later. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's on the personal line. It also works for business owners, right? If you're, mm -hmm. you know, a landscaper, a hardscaper out there, out there professional, and you constantly keep following all these other guys and all the work they're doing, it's mm -hmm. awesome because you have this resource. You can reach out to people. But mm -hmm. deep down, you might be looking like, holy crap, that's a monster project. I could never do something like that. Or I wish yeah. I had the opportunity to do that. Or yeah. look at that little itty bitty project. I can't believe, you know, how small that is. Why would they even post anything about that, right? It's this <laughs> constant judgment and comparison. And, and you know, I'm happy. I was I graduated in 1997 from high school, and I was so happy that social media was not even a thing back then. Mm -hmm. So happy mm -hmm. we barely even had phones back then. Yep. So, you know, school left at school. When we left at 2.33 o'clock, it was over until the next morning at 8 o'clock, right? But yeah. nowadays, it's 24 hours a day, nonstop. And my kids mm -hmm. that are 13 and 16, neither of them do social media. They're not going to be able to do that until they're 18 and adults, and they can Good. make their own decisions at that point. But at this point, mm -hmm. we're keeping them away from that crap because... There's only a downside to it. Uh -huh. They have plenty of interaction at school with friends and all that stuff. And a lot of those friends have social media too. Uh -huh. And they probably, they see stuff, whatever, like it's not a big deal, but they're not going to come home to this house and sit there constantly comparing themselves to others because deep down our minds do it automatically. Right. Right. Well, we're even, unless we're aware of it, then we can be a little bit more like, for instance, myself at 45 years old, Two weeks ago, I've I made a proclamation that I will not even touch social media until 9 a.m. in the morning, and I shut it off an hour before I go to bed. Yes. Because I was finding myself, Pete, as an adult, a responsible adult, scrolling a lot, mm -hmm. and I wondered mm -hmm. why I didn't have time to read books. I didn't have time to do this. I didn't have time to do that. I'm like, man, where's all my time going? And I just stopped, and I said, wait a minute here. What if... I just disconnected from social media during those hours. I'm up at five usually. So the first four hours of my day, that is not allowed. And I am going to read. I am going to play chess. I'm going to go do whatever I want to do to build myself and my family and, and work myself toward my creator. Like all of those things work for the morning and not get stuck in there because what I found myself doing is getting in there. Then I get out and I get in a funk and I'd be like, it, because oh, yeah. of comparisons, because of all the stuff that happens and I'm scrolling mindlessly. And you know, what the funny part is Pete, I put this on like, look, I told it to my, my tribe and I'm like, guys here, come on the challenge with me. Let's do this. Some of the guys jumped on and I found myself like four days later, I was in an airport. I would think I was sitting in San Antonio and it was eight o'clock in the morning, not nine o'clock. And technically, it's 9 o'clock Eastern, but it doesn't matter. It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> and uh, I, I find myself, I'm, I'm there just thinking about the day, and I open up, and I'm looking. And here, I, I honestly, I caught myself, Pete. I looked down, and I'm scrolling through Instagram. And I'm thinking, when did I even open that open app? Open the app. Like, I yeah, didn't do it consciously. Right. It was a habit. I wasn't even conscious of it. Yes. It's a it, habit. It's like I'm looking. My thumb goes click, click, like swipe, swipe, three things up, yep. click. Boom, I'm in there, and I'm swiping. I'm like, I don't do this for another hour. Shut it off. And I was like, what just happened, dude? Like, am I possessed? This is crazy, right? But one thing about Social Dilemma, I really enjoyed. I mean, if, if listeners, if you haven't seen Social Dilemma on Netflix, watch it. Watch it with your families. Uh, it, it's extremely powerful about social media and how it's designed to be like candy for your brain. All those dopamine yes. hits and all that stuff it is designed to keep you addicted and scrolling. It is It's like the, one of the worst drugs, right? So anyway, point is, they say something in there that I think is really powerful. When it says... If you're not paying for it, you are the product. Yes. Remember that line, right? So when yes. it says like, oh, Facebook is free. Yes, because they're mining your data. They're mm -hmm. mining everything mm -hmm. going on. Oh, well, YouTube is free. It's because they're watching and they're collecting all the data, mm -hmm. right? So if you are not paying for it, you are the product. 
Right. And when right. they said that, I'm like, oh, damn, that's that's powerful. Holy moly. I'm like, I never thought of it from that angle before. It Think is. about it. It is. It's absolutely true. And, you know, it's interesting about uh, the whole electronics thing. Uh, I always recommend to people, especially um, if they're, they want to connect with loved ones. You know, we've all, we've all been in restaurants where we'll see a couple or a family and nobody's talking. They're all scrolling on their phones, yep. right? And I yep. look at that and I always think to myself, well, why did you bother coming to the restaurant? Why didn't you just get takeout? Because you're not yeah, exactly. You're not having the dinner experience. So yeah. I always challenge people that if they're going to have a dinner or a lunch with somebody important, whether it's a client, whether it's a, a family member or a friend, go ahead and turn off your phone. Just yeah. put it away. Because yep. that will force you to actually have a conversation. And it's yeah. amazing how much you can connect with someone without sitting there and, and constantly, constantly looking at your phone. Because what is that? So like, let's say you and I um, having this conversation. What if I all of a sudden picked up my phone as you were talking, Joshua? What am I telling you? Yep. I'm telling you I'm that important. my phone is more important than you. And that's yep. why, you know, I, 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 I always laugh about my, my headset. You've got the, the nice head, uh, headset on, too. But I wear this air traffic controller not because, um, you know, I, I <laughs> love the look of it. I don't. But what it does, the large headset, it totally drowns out any sounds going on around my office. And it allows right. me to focus exclusively on our conversation. And that is what we should owe to anyone who is on the other side of the table. We should do that. And it's yeah. not like you're, you, you, you're turning it off forever. Just turn it off for those conversations. Because if you prioritize your phone over the person in front of you, whether it's a loved one, it's somebody that maybe reports to you, you're telling them that they're not as important as whatever is on your phone. 100%. And some people in that uh, environment, a friend, family member, uh, business colleague, partner, employee, team member, whatever, sometimes they just won't say it, but they're going to think that, right? If, especially Absolutely. if you're the leader. And, uh -huh. and dude, I'm guilty of this. I remember sitting in meetings with Master Plan and Becky, Director of Operations. I'd be like, I'd get a text and I'd be on it. I'd be, and she just looks over at me with this look. And I'm like, what? She's like, are you here or are you there? Right? So yes. I love that she'll call me out on that shit. I'm like, well, phone goes in the other room. That's it. Nothing's more important yep. than what we're talking about right now because these things are addictive. And mm -hmm. if you're there, you can't be here. So That's correct. Well, even going into lunches, if you know that you have that in your personality, leave your phone in the car. Mm -hmm. Simple. Mm -hmm. It is. You'd be it surprised really after your separation anxiety gets over in a few minutes and you're in there talking, you forget you even had a phone. And next thing you know, you're like, mm -hmm. this is really peaceful. Like nobody bothers me. That's why my phone, I have the sound off completely. There's never sound on mm -hmm. it. It vibrates only most of the yep. time. If I'm working on something, it goes into focus mode. And at that point, I check it when I'm ready to, not when it wants to tell me because it's right. distracting as hell. I can chase shiny objects pretty quickly. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I need to keep that thing off. So we have the choice is my point in all of this. And I know we've gone on a lot of <laughs> quite a, a different direction than I expected to take us on with the stress relief specialist Pete here on today. But <laughs> this is all plays in. Th this all makes sense at the end, guys. Trust it me. Does. I do have a method into my madness here. This is all part of that distraction and, and the stress because all of the things we've talked about so far, right? The, the setting those expectations that are way beyond or setting them and not meeting them, uh, having distractions constantly around you, not showing up your best, not being there present, all of that mm -hmm. stuff, focusing on the future or the past, all of those things leads to more stress. That's why I wanted to go down this alley with you guys and listeners, there is a point to it. So I would love to to have you now jump into, and I know you mentioned before we started shooting that you probably want to have some kind of disclaimer before you get into this, but how are a couple of ways <laughs> that we can help reduce stress in our daily lives? I know you can do this quickly, mm -hmm. and that's why I want to get you on here to help teach our, our uh, listeners how to do that. Yeah, so uh, in addition to all these different topics that we were talking about, if you apply these things, it can make a big, big difference. But the reality is, all we have to do is focus one or two minutes a day on trying to ground ourselves. And if we can mm -hmm. make that a habit on a daily basis, the compound benefits are going to be enormous. We just got to start. And one of the easiest ways to do that, I, I love to do this visualization exercise. And this can be done anywhere. The only 
caveat as as you mentioned Joshua is is you know if you're driving a moving vehicle right now it's not a good idea to do this when you're doing that we'll pull over you know wait until you park whatever but other than that it's it's pretty much uh it can be done anywhere and what you do is you go ahead and close your eyes so I'll walk you through this so you close your eyes take a I'm deep breath in okay deep breath in and I want you to go in your mind to a place you like to relax. Call it your happy place. Maybe it's the beach, maybe it's a park, maybe it's a lake, maybe it's your backyard, maybe it's the spa, maybe, maybe it's your favorite recliner. Whatever it is, go there now and take in all of your senses. So what do you feel? Do you feel the sun on your face? Maybe the sand or the grass under your feet? And what do you smell? Do you smell the fresh air? Maybe the lotion from the spa? Maybe you made popcorn for your favorite movie. And what do you hear? Do you hear the wind blowing through the trees? Maybe the water splashing on shore. And what do you see? Do you see the blue sky? Maybe the green of the trees or the grass? Whatever it is, take it all in and then take another deep breath in. And open your eyes. Simple grounding exercise that we can do in, and I, I use this frequently if I pull up, let's say, if I have an important appointment and I'm in the parking lot. It's a great way I park and I do this one minute exercise and I'm just grounded because I'm present. We were talking about not being, you know, going into the past, not going into the future, just in the present, yeah. being present with ourselves. And when we do that, it is absolutely amazing how it can be calming for us it's just a really really good exercise to, to 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 help us and what did it take less than a minute Peter, i love that it was beautiful and, and on top of that your voice is extremely soothing <laughs> it's like <laughs> this guy's done this before i mean i i've been through you know trying to be hypnotized and i've never been able to be hypnotized it's kind of crazy yeah i've tried either. so many times and I'm like, <laughs> i want to be in the kid but but your voice is very hypnotic i like it so thank um, you so if you guys are out there you can channel your inner pete when you're uh when you're doing this <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's and it just uh, you know the reason why I also include your senses is because it makes it more real for us. Because if yes. I just said, "Oh, okay, go to your happy place," and just yeah. you know, if when we take our senses in and we start visualizing what it would smell like, what it would uh, sound like, what it would look like, it all we 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 make it more real inside of ourselves and that allows us to ground ourselves i love it i love it and I, I immediately go to the end of my day when i'm cuddling up next to my wife to go to sleep at night and mm -hmm. just being there in complete bliss and in gratitude for for having her in my life and mm -hmm. you know i'm going through all of that and i'm like man i'm just such a blessing right and yeah. there's something so grounding that was the first thing that went right into my mind i'm thinking like where am i most relaxed it's right there yeah and I love that. So that'll be a nice thing to keep bringing up if I feel the stress or the overwhelm coming on is just to go back and breathe. So the first step here, just to kind of break it down for the listeners. So the first step is the breathing, right? To kind of just mm -hmm. slow it down and get control, shut your eyes, deep yep. breath, and then go into, you know, go to your happy place and then go through your, your five sentences, right? And just go mm -hmm. through, what do you smell? What do you feel? You know, what, is there any taste? What mm -hmm. do you, is, is there, is there something on your skin? Do you feel the sun? Like it detailed. And then you can start getting yourself in that. And then when you're done, then come back out with a deep breath again and open your eyes. Is that correct? Right. Absolutely. And what you'll notice is that you don't have to focus on your breathing after that first breath in. Because it's when true. you are connecting with your senses in your mind, you automatically slow down your breathing. And that's what mm -hmm. you're... And when we slow down our breathing, we take deeper breaths in. And, t you know, deep breathing is a, is a very, very good stress reliever absolutely because most stressful situations you're doing short breaths 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Fast, short breaths. And then if you slow it down, you slow the physiology way down to a point where you're in a much better state. So right, it's all about correct. state management. And this is a beautiful way to, to you know, hijack that insanity, or that squirrel running through our head that we're so scared <laughs> about something and all this, you know, like the past <laughs> or the future, the stress and all this kind of stuff. So it's really, it's a beautiful way to do that. So Pete, yeah, I mean, thank you for that. It's going to be amazing now. So if, if I'm out there, if I'm a listener out there and I mm-hmm. constantly go through stress and I, I, uh, you know, this is a great practice to be able to just put in anywhere as long as you're not driving, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, what other tips, tricks can you give us to help manage stress? I mean, you wrote the book. Tell us a little bit about your mm-hmm. book and yeah. you know wh- why you wrote that, where that came from, and then what kind of tips you can give us to minimize the amount of stress that we have to endure each day. Sure. So it's called Lighten Your Day, Fast, Easy, and Effective Stress Relief. And what... Um, the, the, the book actually uh, culminated in my life with stress because Mm. I grew up in an extremely dysfunctional family. And, um, you know, I've, I've been in a, uh, a 12 step program, adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families for 33 years to recover from that. And what it did as a kid, the horrendous things that, uh, happened as, as I was a child, it got me to not handle stress properly. So what mm-hmm. I did was I just tried to put it off, put it off and ignore it. And the problem that happens when we ignore our stress, it builds up inside of us. And our bodies will give us signals that we are stressed. One of the earliest signs of, of stress that we can have, especially if we work at a desk uh, for a significant part of our day or drive for a significant part of our day, is back and shoulder stiffness because when Mm. we're stressed we tend to hunch over and so that's one of the early signs of uh, of stress other things like uh having headaches every day or uh, or every you know every other day and having to reach for that excedrin bottle constantly um these are things that our bodies will tell us Uh, another one is is weight fluctuation either gaining or losing weight rapidly and in fact uh about Roughly 30 days before I was diagnosed with stress-induced diabetes, and this is, I was in my mid-40s at that time, I was, because you know, I was, I had my dad uh, was dying and, and he needed his affairs taken care of. My mom had major uh, hip surgery and for whatever reason didn't have the insurance to help her with her physical recovery, so she needed help. I had the business, my landscaping business to run and had several employees that needed my attention. My kids were small, needed dad's attention. And oh, by the way, my uh, marriage was heading for a divorce. So needless to say, lots Mm. of things on my shoulders. I all of a sudden started losing weight rapidly and I lost 30 pounds in 30 days. And at first, when I first lost the first 10 pounds, I thought, this is fantastic. I'm not dieting. Yeah. Uh, I haven't lost weight since my early 20s. This is great. And then, you know, I was still eating Oreos and whatever else. And after that 30th pound came off, I thought to myself, mm, I better get it checked out. Well, ding, ding, ding. Come, blood work comes back. Congratulations, stress-induced diabetes. But did I listen to my body about what stress was doing to it? No. Instead, what I did for the next 10 years is burn the candle at both ends like a lot of us entrepreneurs do until I ended up in the emergency room with a severe case of diabetic ketoacidosis. And for Mm. those listeners who don't know what that is, basically my body was eating itself alive because of my stress. And here's the craziest thing of all. I was sitting there, uh, I had an extended stay in ICU and I'm sitting there in ICU doing work and i remember i had this one thing i had to deal with right away on the second day at work and so i'm sitting pushing the my phone's uh capabilities as far as i could to try and uh, and do this because what a surprise i didn't have my work laptop with me in icu and so Hmm. i'm sitting there with my phone and uh the nurse that was on call they, they they were checking my blood every uh, half an hour to an hour, because when I was first admitted to the uh, uh, to the uh, ER, my blood sugars were so high that the the uh, medical grade glucon- or, uh, uh, glucometer could not read it. 
it only said it was high. So the lab had to yeah. estimate it. They estimated it to be eight to 10 times higher than normal. And so she comes wow. over, she takes a look, uh, she checks my blood. It was still high, but it had come down, you know, into a more reasonable range. And as soon as I'm sitting there with my phone trying to, to, to do this, this emergency for work, boom, straight back up, my blood sugar mm. started just going crazy. And she says to me, so this is pretty much a complete stranger. She says to me, you realize that's what put you in this hospital bed in the first place. And that was this epiphany moment I finally had where I thought, oh my gosh, I am trading my health for my career and that's a really bad trade. And I always mention to people, if you don't you know, think that that's as big of a deal as it really is, think about the last time you were really sick, let's say with the flu. Did you feel like doing anything other than lying in bed when you have a bad flu? Probably not. And when you, all you have the energy to do is lie in bed, you're no good to your business. You're no good to your loved ones, your friends, whoever. It's the health is so paramount. And so I, I was able to really contemplate that. And I totally said, I got to focus on my health now. And so I, I got out of the hospital and I started looking for all these different uh, tools and techniques that I could use. And a lot of them worked, some of them didn't. But what I did see was that not only did my stress go down, my blood sugars as a diabetic went down, my weight went down naturally as opposed to <laughs> burning myself up. Yeah. And my energy level went way, way up. It was as if I had discovered the fountain of youth. And here's the craziest thing of all. If you saw a picture of me from 15 years ago when I was first diagnosed with stress-induced diabetes and you see me now, with the exception of a little bit more gray hair, I look younger today than I did 15 years ago. And that's what wow. stress does to us. So, you know, I, I basically, uh, my friends, family, they all said, oh, you ought to write a book about this. So I did. I wrote a book. It became an Amazon bestseller, and it's got 120 different ideas. And most of these ideas are five minutes or less because... Wow. The reality is most of us don't have a lot of time to try something. We got a couple of minutes, try it. If it works, run with it. Use it daily because it'll make a huge difference. If it doesn't work, try another one because you only, only try, you know, wasted one or two minutes if it didn't work for you. I love that. I love how you've taken something that is a huge problem, right? And, and given us small ways, not small ways, sorry, simple, small time ways to be able to impact our health, impact mm -hmm. our stress, impact all of that, right? And be able to, so it's not some sit here, like I mentioned earlier, and, and meditate for 45 minutes every mm -hmm. single day to get that balance. You're like, look, minute or two, here's a great way. If that one doesn't work, try another one. If that one gets mm -hmm. boring, try another one. Another one. Because we're going to get mm -hmm. bored of things, right? Rituals and routines yep. can become very mundane after a while. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you don't want to do them if they're really boring. So if right. you can switch it up for something else and then give a similar you know, response or a similar result, it's amazing. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah, it really makes a big difference. And, you know, you want to make it a habit. That's what you want. You want that one yeah. or two minutes a day that you focus on yourself to help ground yourself or just reduce your stress. You make it a habit. And a habit takes anywhere from 21 to 60 days to occur. And the, what, for me, the easiest way that I make a habit is my calendar is my ultimate productivity tool. If it's in my calendar, it's mm -hmm. happening. You know, so whether it's a customer appointment, yep. whether it's what, what have you, any kind of commitment. So put two minutes in on the same, same part of the day, every day on your calendar, and treat it like an important appointment. Not something that, oh, it's on my yeah. calendar, but I'm not going to do it. So true. I love it, dude. And rituals are really what keep us focused and moving forward. You know, as much as it might seem mundane, but I always have this, this concept of, of the four F's, right? Faith, family, fitness, and finance. Mm -hmm. Every single mm -hmm. day, you've got to do something in those categories, even if it's only a minute or two each. You yes. Know, faith, that's up to wherever you are in your spiritual walk. You do your thing. 
uh, you know, when it comes to family, spending time with family, uh, any way, shape, or form that makes sense for you to make sure it's a priority. So first faith, then mm-hmm. family, then fitness. Make sure you move your body, whether it's a walk, whether it's a jog, whether it's mm-hmm. working out in any shape, going on a bike, swimming, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Move your body. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you get into your finance side, which is your business side. Because to your point earlier, if you don't have your health, what the hell good is any of it anyway? Exactly. Exactly. So it's I would, I would be, be a top priority. It cannot be business before health. Absolutely. I would actually put, uh, you know, my, mine, I, I would have put my fitness up at the top, but otherwise I totally agree with you because yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, if you don't have your health, <laughs> everything else is yeah. going to be, it's not going to really matter. It really won't because if you can't, if you, if yep. you're so sick that you can't do anything. So. Yep. Yep. Well, that's so true, but it, they have to be priorities. You can't yes. wait. You know, my, my ultimate goal in life is to be able to climb mountains with my wife when I'm, we're 80. Right. Oh, so, yeah. And right now I'm 45 and she's 46. And mm-hmm. uh, with that being the case, you know, we look at it I'm like we can't wait till we're 79 and a half to all of a sudden say, hey, it's time to get in shape. We've got that mountain to climb next year. Mm-hmm. No, we have to do that. And it's not this is something I thought was very interesting when it comes to health. You know, you think about, OK, I want to be healthy for me because I can show up. I can help people. I can I won't, you know, be, uh, you know, I, I can do more things in my life if I have mobility. Right. I have mm-hmm. health in general. But think of it from this direction. If you don't prioritize your health, think about how much of a burden you're going to be on your kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And your Imagine finances. That. Think about how much oh, of yeah. your finances are going to be spent on health care of some sort. I mean, and, and... So you work your whole youth to save money for a retirement or a future, and all that money, and if you neglect your health throughout those early years or most of your mm-hmm. life, it's not a priority, making money is, then all of a sudden when you finally have the money, you'll be picking that money and trying to buy health back. Exactly. So why not mix that? <laughs> why not stop it and say, wait a minute here, maybe I make a little bit less money or a lot more money, it doesn't matter, but keep health as a focus because if you don't have to spend the money later because you made it a priority, we all know that if our bodies are, if we move them, they're going to be healthier, right? right? Then at the end of the game, you know, when you retire, you're like, well, I have health and I have money as opposed to having lots of money and no health and then giving it all back to gain yep. the days. You're just trying to buy time at that point. Absolutely. Health is wealth. That's that, that old saying is so true. Yes. hundred percent. Well, I have to say, Pete, this has been a, a great conversation. I really enjoyed, you know, uh, ping ponging with you here on this subject. I could talk for days on this subject with you. <laughs> um, so how can people reach out to and find you? You know, how, how can you help them on their journey, especially if they're, you know, in a, a very stressful environment, maybe it's at home, maybe mm-hmm. it's at work, mm-hmm. maybe it's just stress in general. Yeah. How do they start breaking that cycle? How can you help them? It's easy. So if they go to my website, uh, PeteAlexander.com, P-E-T-E-A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R.com, um, there's a lot of different resources there, including links to my book. I've got my YouTube channel that I have a whole bunch of different videos that they can check out. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's a stress course if they'd like to, to check that out. But it's all these different things. Really, all it takes is just a couple of minutes. That's all it is. A couple of minutes, you are worth Love it. two minutes a day to get your health back. Amen to that, brother. Well, Pete, thank you so much for coming on and bestowing your, your wisdom on us here, and I love your processes. Uh, listeners out there, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, you know what, I'm going to absolutely try this, go over to his website. He's got mm-hmm. stuff on there, a bunch of free stuff too on YouTube where you can mm-hmm. go and try this stuff out, see if it works for you. I mean, what do you got to lose, really? You could just be happier. I mean, that's not a loss. That's a gain, right? So <laughs> over and take a look, see what's going on. And I'm sure Pete's got some stuff there that'll, that'll help you change mm-hmm. if you're a stressed person. I think all of us manage stress at some level. And also, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know what? I'm not that stressed right now, but I know somebody who's always stressed, right? Or maybe it's yeah. a loved one. Maybe it's a team member. Maybe it's a, a colleague. Maybe it's just somebody you met at the subway. Who knows? Right. And you think, you know what? I think they could really use to hear this. I really think that this could be valuable to them. Share this episode. Share this episode with as many people as you can, because you just never know where the spoken word goes and how it helps them. Somebody might be hanging on thinking, you know what? I don't know if I got what it takes for to hold on for another day. Like mm-hmm. I, they're, they're suffering in silence and they just don't know if they've got what it takes. And you know what? Not even just this episode, but just in general, they never know when the spoken word will help them say just maybe just because they shared that with me or they called me or they texted me or something. I'm going to try for one more day. I'm going to try just one more time. Somebody remembered me that just one more day and you never know where that'll go Uh in life. We, you know, we, we get what we sow and the goal here is to help people and to serve. And if we can do that through sharing, if we can do that through 
something as simple as a text, why wouldn't we do it? So I, yeah. I challenge you guys, if you know someone in your life that is really stressed, share this episode with them, text them, reach out to them, say, let's go out to lunch, let's do something. You never know where people are right now. Mm-hmm. And most men specifically suffer in silence. Everything is mm-hmm. good. I'm fine. If you hear I'm fine, it's time to go to lunch. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> you know simple. what? Let's go out you, and let's let's have a conversation. Yeah. You remember what the acronym uh, fine stands it's for? It's so crazy. You, you've heard you've heard this, Joshua, about Shoot, what, what is the, it? So I'm without I'm not going to go vulgar, but you know what uh, what the F would stand for, but effed up. <laughs> insecure, nervous, right. and exhausted. That's when somebody says they're fine. That's wow. really what they're thinking. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, all right, listeners. So if they, you hear it like, I'm fine. And sometimes guys out there, that might be your wife when she says, I'm fine with clenched teeth. That doesn't mean she's fine. <laughs> right? That's what we want to hear, but that's not what she means. That means we should sit down and have lunch too. Right? <laughs> That's Just right. open a space up for them to have a conversation. Ask open-ended questions. How you doing? What's going on, man? What's been the best thing? What are you struggling with? Mm-hmm. And just open that up, and you never know how much of an impact you can have in somebody's life just by being human. That's mm-hmm. it. That's what this is all about. So thank you, Pete, for coming on today. I love your message. And uh, listeners, we'll talk next week. Uh-huh.